I didn't take like a hiatus, but it kind of doesn't matter because guess what? Your girl, she's back and we got some more football for you all. Hey everyone, my name is Ashley Gibbs and I'm your host of another episode of Not Your Average Cheerleader. That's right. Here we discuss everything NFL football related from the players to the game, to the injuries, to even the contracts. So sit back, listen in from a female perspective who secretly loves the game. And let's dive into this conversation and get started. I don't know what I would do like without iced coffee. I mean, (laughs) I I guess you could look at it as it's the only way I can function, which is why episode nine is brought to you by the iced coffee that's in my, I guess you could say this is like a glass mug. It's really nice. I like it. I got it from Dollar Tree. Don't sleep on Dollar Tree, you guys. Um, But guess what? There's more football for you. I took like almost a week off. And then before episode eight, I took a week off and I just needed to get some rest. That did not mean that I stopped watching football. I'm always watching football. I'm always cursing at the television or my iPad. And I'm always yelling at the people on my fantasy football team. And to be very fair, sometimes it makes a difference. Sometimes it doesn't. Maybe they hear me. Maybe they don't. I doubt it. But it doesn't mean that there's more drama to talk about. We have so much to cover. But first, we have an injury report. So as you know, looking back over, yeah, I think we had like what week 10, we have week 11. We had some key players suffer some crazy injuries from Drew Brees to Joe Burrow to the Cowboys One Andy Dalton's back from his concussion recovery. Let's start with Drew Brees because Drew Brees, he suffered what, you know, looks like multiple ribs fracture on both sides of his chest and a collapsed lung on the right side. Now, I don't know about you, my level of medical degree is about five seasons of Grey's Anatomy. That's how much I know about medicine and how much I know about medical diagnosis is five years of Grey's Anatomy. So I don't know how much is worth here considering this is sports, but that just sounds bad. So, you know, especially in a time when we're still in a pandemic, um, you know, battling something that attacks your lungs, Drew Brees needs to be very, very careful. I know he is out. Um, There's no telling exactly how long he'll be out. But the real question that came from that injury was, will Drew Brees retire You think this is it? Do you think after this injury, he's up there, he's around the same age as Tom Brady, who's about 43. So if you think about that, do you think this is it for Brady? I mean, for um, Drew Brees, do you think this is it for him, you know, suffering this kind of injury and he's looking at the game like, I love the game, but I can't keep taking hits like this. I can't keep taking blows like this. This is putting me down for the count. And in my age range, it probably takes longer to recover from injuries like that than it probably would someone in their 20s. And I don't know about you. I'm going to go ahead and predict this. I think this is going to be Drew Brees last season. I do. I said it. Yes. I believe this is going to be Drew Brees last season. I wouldn't be surprised if he announces he retires over next year, right around the beginning of the summer, whenever he decides to do it. I think this kind of hit, this kind of blow really woke him up and was like, I have a family. I have a wife, two kids. I have things to think about. I think he's really thinking about those things while he's recovering from this injury. As much as he loves football, you also love your family also more. So I honestly think that he's going to retire after this. That's a huge injury. Fractured ribs, it probably hurts to breathe. 
I can't even imagine. And then a collapsed lung. Good Lord. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, this was against the 49ers in that game. That was a huge, um, huge, you know, setback. And then they put in the backup quarterback, Hill, number seven. That's the only reason why I remember his name, because he's number seven. But we're going to see what he does. He's very good at running the ball. Anytime the Saints needed to run the ball, they would swap out Drew Brees and put in Hill. And they would do like a quarterback sneak and run in the ball. And Hill would be the one doing that. So they're going to get to use Hill probably in different ways than they use Drew Brees, which are usually using him to throw the ball, gain some yards. So we'll see how the Saints do now that Drew Brees is out. Moving on to the Bengals, Joe Burrow. I said that weird. Joe Burrow. <laughs> he suffered what looks like a torn ACL and MCL against Washington. All the L's. He hurt them all. All the L's. I mean, watching him get carted off, other players in the game immediately started tweeting, you know, hey, get better. Hey, this is not a setback, but a setup for a comeback. You know, please, prayers up for him. This is like, it looks like his knee, like hyperextended. Again, five seasons of Grey's Anatomy. This is all I know. It looked like in the video, if you watch it, his knee kind of hyperextended. He was between almost like two defenders and it like pulled a little bit. I don't know. Um, exactly, you know, the aesthetics of it all. But from preliminary reports, it looks like a torn ACL and MCL. So he's out for the season. He's done. Um, and this was kind of like a take back because he was doing so well for that team. So much promise. It just seems like every player is tearing their ACL. Good grief. I feel like every time I got on here, someone tore their ACL. Every time I talked about football, somebody tore their ACL. And it was someone who was playing so well. And I'm like thinking to myself, I tweeted this like the other day, where I said, you know, I wonder how half these players feel like, dang, I'm playing so well. This could be the time I shine. And boom, you get injured and you're out for the season. That's a smack in the face. That's just disrespectful. I just, man, I can't imagine all the L's he's done. Not only is ACL, but also is MCL. I don't even know what an MCL is. Again, they didn't talk about that in five seasons of Grey's Anatomy. I might have missed that episode, but it sounds bad. So that's your injury report. Hopefully, you know, we wish swift recovery for these two. Um, you know, I hope the rehabilitation period for Joe Burrow, for him to go through for his knee, I hope it only makes him stronger because he has a lot of promise as, you know, a rookie quarterback. But moving on, the Eagles lose to the Browns and fans are absolutely outraged. Can you blame them? (laughs) Like, so yes, I'm on TikTok and I follow a lot of football stuff on TikTok. And there's this guy who swears up and down Carson Wentz is like number top five quarterbacks. I said, of what? (laughs) Not the NFL. (laughs) He's top five of what? Not the NFL, not QBs. No. Carson Wentz, we said this last time I was on here. He does way too much in the pocket. He doesn't follow the plays that his coaching staff is calling. And because of that, look at the results. Now fans are really pissed off. I'm sorry to say it. They're mad. Can you blame them? Y'all are losing when y'all should be doing better than that. So, you know, I, again, I'm thinking to myself, I don't know what he's top five of, but it's not QBs in the NFL that it could be top five and maybe uh, owning cars, maybe, right? Top five and maybe how he picks his cereal in the morning. I don't know, but he's not top five QB of the NFL. That's just 
the way that that works. Um, I guess also, too, if you think about it, I was never an Eagles fan anyway. Remember, in the very beginning when I did this, I listed off my top five teams that I can't stand. I believe the Eagles were on that list. And I don't regret what I said. I don't take it back. And then if you move on down, opposite of how the Eagles played, Kansas City explosive performance against the Raiders. That was probably one of the best games on Sunday because it was so close. It really came down to who's maximizing the clock, who has the best plays, stay woke. Patrick Mahomes clutch moment threw a pass downfield into the end zone with like not even, I think, barely seconds left on the clock. Travis Kelsey caught the ball, touchdown, game's over, it's done, and the Raiders lose. They were kind of switching off who was leading what. I was mesmerized by that game, not Travis Kelsey. Don't even try it. I know where the comments are going to come from. They're going to come from left. No, I was mesmerized because I was really, you know, I've been back and forth about Patrick Mahomes, and he's really starting to show his leadership qualities, which I said he needed. And right now I'm starting to feel like in clutch moments, I'm going to say this, in clutch moments, I would go with Patrick Mahomes before I go with Tom Brady now. Okay, so that that's just me. But you have to admit, seconds left in the clock, and he finds Travis Kelsey, and the game's over. And what is a tight-knit game? Like, the next decision you make in the next .57 seconds is going to make a huge difference. And that pass just closed it all down. And, of course, memes came out of it because, um, what's his name? Um, Carr was sitting on the bench, and he just looked evil. <laughs> The look he gave to the camera was worth a million dollars. And now NFL memes is going crazy. And I love it. I love following them on Twitter. If you do, if you like a good laugh and you love football, that is the account to follow. Um, I'm not endorsed by any of these people anyway. I'm just sharing good stuff because I enjoy it. But you have to admit, like that look, the cameras catch the funniest stuff, especially since there's not like a lot of fans or any fans in the stands at all. And he just looks up and it's like hilarious. But I think, you know, when you're losing or you're about to lose because, you know, you're going against Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes reigning Super Bowl champs, you're like thinking in your head, they're going to probably win this game. But you don't give up. You know, you do not give up. So I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes in clutch moments. And for me, that did it. I mean, seconds left on the clock and he finds Travis Kelsey. That duo goes a long way. Travis Kelsey, I think. For him to be, you know, they bounce between George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, who's the number one, number two tight end in the league right now. And I think people sometimes sleep on Travis Kelsey. We hype up George Kittle because George Kittle, of course, is explosive on the field. But I think we sleep on Travis Kelsey. I think Travis Kelsey has the yardage. He has his talents. He has his gifts because of the support from Patrick Mahomes. When you have someone passing you the ball, That all makes sense. George Kittle is different, in my opinion, as a tight end, because when he gets the ball, he's unstoppable. He drags like three to four people with him in like into the end zone or to get those extra three to five yards. That's completely different. You don't really see Travis Kelsey do that, but you see Travis Kelsey make plays by being open, staying open, shaking whoever he has to shake. It's really interesting to watch. So when you compare the two, I'm going to throw this out there. Who do you think is better? George Kittle. Or Travis Kelsey, and why? Think about you know their QBs. Think about how they operate when they get the ball. This is really really key. So again, my post question to you: leave it in the comments, DM me on Instagram, whatever you want to do. Who's better, George Kittle or Travis Kelsey? 
I'll leave that open for you. And of course, moving on to real quick, quick, you know, side note, Cowboys won a game, y'all. I'm clapping. Cowboys won a game. This gave the hope to every Cowboys fan out there. This is what they needed. This is the dub they needed. This is what we needed. In 2020, with everything going the way it did, Cowboys fans were just down and out. They were done. They quit. They gave up. They were like, it's over. What are we doing? Why are we still in the NFL? I don't know what's happening. Why is this even pertinent? You know, I might as well put my jersey away, fold it up, pack it away. And then they come back. Andy Dalton, who, by the way, they didn't defend, which is why he went on concussion protocols. They didn't defend him. He got knocked out. I almost said another word, but he got knocked out. Comes back, finds homeboy in the end zone and scores. Good grief. I watched that play like seven times. How he made that catch, I just don't understand. It's like he went around the defender, like from around the defender, starting from the left, switches around, runs around him, and then kind of turns on his back, catches the ball with one hand, his left hand, and brings it in and goes down. And it's a touchdown. I've never seen anything like it. If you get a chance, go watch the Cowboys last game. Watch that infamous catch. That was crazy to see. And I said they kind of slept on Andy Dalton a little bit. Now y'all want him, Cowboys fans. Now y'all feel, oh, we need Andy Dalton. Oh, no crap, you need Andy Dalton. So maybe y'all will defend him now since he's helping you win games, since you weren't winning anything before. Um, So shout out to the Cowboys fans. I know y'all are happy. It's what you needed. I support you all. And then finally, we had the Bucks. <sighs> Every time I think about the Bucks, and I think about Tom Brady as my starting quarterback for my fantasy football league, I just say to myself, okay, there's no balance with how Tom Brady has played in this NFL season for 2020. Either he's extremely great or he extremely sucks. There's no in-between. There was no, oh, he was good. Either Tom Brady had did extremely amazing or he extremely was horrific on the field and we don't even want to not watch it because it's a train wreck that's literally how Tom Brady has played he's had those extremely horrific moments on the field that makes us question it but what I need people real quick before I dive into a few things on that game to stop saying in the same sentence that Tom Brady sucks for 2020, but he's also in the MVP conversation for 2020 for how he's been playing. That makes no sense. That makes absolutely no sense. So um, I need people to stop saying that. Thank you. Because there's really just no balance how he's been playing. And I'm not going to make excuses for Tom Brady. When they lost, your attitude was not that great. It could have been, it could have been better. Like for starters, when they lost to the Rams 24 to 27. Tom Brady, he's leading the league right now and drop passes to receivers, basically incomplete passes. He's leading the league. This is the guy we call the GOAT, and he's leading the league in incomplete passes. And he has every weapon down there. We thought he was building the Avengers. Well, it's more like the Revengers because I'm telling you right now, they're not playing consistently enough for a lot of us to say, Oh, you better watch out for the Bucks. Do will they probably still go to the playoffs? Yes, as a wild card, but we were hoping to avoid all of that. Then on top of that loss, he didn't shake Jared Goff's hand. Like at all. He just walked straight to the locker room after a lot. Every time he loses, he does that. 
I don't understand that. And we just are just going to skip over it like it's a good behavior. It's not. It's a, it's called being a sore loser. That's not cool. But when you win, you want to be all up. Great game, man. You played awesome because you won. Come on, Tom. Listen, I get it. Like, everyone's asking, is Tom Brady struggling? I think he's struggling with the one thing he does great, which is being consistent. He's struggling with that. I told you, there's no balance. Either he plays extremely amazing or he plays extremely terrible, horrific, sucks six ways from Sunday. And we're like, what is happening here? What am I watching? You start to question it. So my biggest thing for Tom Brady is he needs to figure out a way to keep the team focused and empowered. Because on top of that, the Bucks defense, they didn't put any pressure on golf to save a life. That guy was back there doing his Christmas decorations, writing out his Christmas cards, baking cookies with his, you know, girlfriend or wife or whomever, and reading a book at the same time. No pressure on him whatsoever. He could do anything in that pocket all the time in the world. So get on the Bucks defense too while you're at it, because at the same time, they're just as responsible for that loss as Tom Brady is on the offense and the offensive line. So the way I see it is Bucks need to get themselves together because you'll go to the playoffs and you'll be a wild card. But if you don't get to that consistency level, you're going to get knocked out of the running early on in the playoffs. And that's embarrassing. And you don't want that for yourself, right? I don't want that for you. I predicted you would be there. So prove me right and just do your job, okay? If you didn't take anything else from your time with the Patriots, Tom Brady, what do we say together? Say it with me wherever you are if you're listening. Do your job. That's it. That's all I have for you. Just do your job. It's that simple. I just, I don't get it. How you play one day extremely great and then the next game it's like, are we even watching an NFL pro NFL game? Like literally that's what I I asked and I just... Uh, I don't understand it. Cam Newton's back, you guys. That's it. He's back. He's playing a lot better than he was before. Hopefully, you know, Julian Edelman comes back from his injury. He, All these people are on my fantasy football team. I'm like, I need to know. I need y'all to update the stats. Are, is your knee okay? What's happening? I need to know. Not just for my fantasy football team because I won my last two games, y'all. I'm trying to be consistent. I'm com- making a comeback, okay? I'm making a comeback. And... <laughs> Right now, I need everybody to get themselves together ASAP. So if you're with me, you're going to be definitely watching this week. This is the day before Thanksgiving in the United States. Just want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving, no matter where you are in the country. Um, We have our election results. Congratulations to President-elect and Vice President-elect Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Really, really proud of them. They won this fair and square. And I thank you to everyone who exercised their civic duties to vote in the United States. It goes a long way, and we are seeing the results of that. Thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate you. One thing I am thankful for is just family and friends and just the opportunity to share my gifts with everyone who ever decides to turn this on and listen. I truly appreciate you because I love talking about football, and I'm not going anywhere. If I sound a little hoarse, it's because the coffee has not kicked in yet. Not yet. Um, so I'm going to get ready. I I have a long day today. And then tomorrow I'm making mashed potatoes for my family. I'll let you know how that goes and how the games go when I come back next time. Bye.